Have a guess who we've got on the line now. Oh, it's the man who's straightened up the heat a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's taken their minds off worrying and back into their their jobs. And not only that, the world's most expensive tour guide. Is he? Usman Kawaji <laughs> took the Broncos on a tour of the Gabba <laughs> yesterday. Good morning, Us. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> can't, guys. How were they and what did they think of the Gabba? Uh, look, uh, when I was in there, they were enjoying it. They were having fun. By the time I left, they were having massages. So I think they were quite enjoying Gabba. <laughs> I think everything was going fine. <laughs> uh, I, I have been with Adam Reynolds on the Gabba like you were yesterday, and he was it's, yeah. immediately his mind switches to the breezes and the wind that he's going to have to cope <laughs> with with his kicking game. Uh, he was actually talking more cricket about me. He's a little cricket snuff. Was uh, he? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I met him ages ago. Back <clears throat> when I was playing in Sydney, uh, when I was younger, he, when he was playing in Sydney, he came into the change rooms once. And, um, yeah, he loves his cricket. He's always he's always talking about it. So, no, he's, he, he loves his footy. But I think he's also uh, – we were just talking about the test match because he was in day two. Talking yeah. about how quickly he finished in the wicket. So, we didn't actually really talk too much about footy. Did you point out that hard bit in the middle where the heavy roller was going up and down? Might be, that uh, might don't be worry, they know. That's, don't worry, they know. It's the first thing I walked in there. I'm like, you're playing here. They're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, don't get tackled in the middle. <laughs> Stay away from the middle. But they played the SDG before, and I obviously watched a couple of games there growing up, and it's the same there. It's, there's no drop-ins. The middle's rock hard, so it's a place you want to really avoid. Now, Hills tells me you're a Raiders man. I am, yeah, yeah Raiders man. Just jumped on the bandwagon. Real early in my life, I, I started supporting the Roosters. When we first moved, we lived in a little crappy two-bedroom apartment in the city, like near Rooster Territory. So I went and watched a couple of Roosters games. This was back in the 1990s, and they were horrendous. They were horrible back then. So I'm like, I can't support these guys. So I'm like, who else is good? So I went on the table, and I saw this kind of person. It was the Raiders. I'm like, I'll support these guys. And it was pretty good up until 1994, and then it was tough work after that. But yeah, okay. I stay strong. I'm loyal. I was about to say, you know, as a child, it's not jumping on a bandwagon, but yours was actually. So, it was. Uh, oh, but I'm more now, so it's all right. Yeah, good, good man. What a, now? What about the game the other night? Eh? Renshaw got us right to the end and and nearly blew it. <laughs> Honestly, we should have won that game a lot earlier. It's uh, we had our chances, even with the ball. I think initially we bowled beautifully that game for about 17 overs, and then onwards, last three overs really hurt us. And then going out and batting, I thought Jimmy Pearson and Matthew Renshaw batted absolutely beautiful to get us in a match-winning position, especially after that power surge. We were just a runner ball, and then unfortunately Jimmy got out, and then we lost Ness to a run out. <laughs> we, we made it really interesting at the end there, but, I mean, we still won, and, and what an ending, and very happy for Rennie, the way he batted. Yep. It's one of the great Brisbane knocks, that. At the end of the day, though, you're, you're still alive. Yeah, we're very much alive at the moment, actually. Yeah, looking at the table and how things are panning out, we're definitely very much still in the contest. We win the next two out of three games. I think we're pretty much almost there, so it's, it's going to be good. Oh, that's good. I haven't quite analysed that yet, but uh, um, that's good to hear. It is bunching up on 10 points. Scorchers did the right yeah. thing last night and kept Hobart to where, where they need to be. Pretty much, as long as Scorchers and Sixers keep winning their games, everyone else is really in the contest. So, and I, mean, ten... I, I don't think we have. I think our fate is in our hands a little bit. So we we have three games. We have three games, one hundred percent in. And if we win two games, I think we're pretty close to being in. So ah, right. It'll that, be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. That's good. You've got it back into your own hands again. That you yeah. know your influence yeah. on the team. I, I don't know what it feels like to you, but feels like to me, as I said there before. 
that the others can now just get their jobs done better than they were probably trying to do everything for everyone, and you've been able to stabilise all that. I mean, <laughs> very kind of you to say, Hill. So I don't think I'm narcissistic enough to say it's all me. I do. For me, it's more about, and I've told the boys and I've talked about them a lot. Yes, we're trying to win you know, this competition right here, right now. We're trying to get to the finals, but it's also a long-term prospect. So I'm often thinking one, two, three years. I'm like, what team do we want to be in three years' time? That's really important to me because none of that can be achieved until we start doing what we need to do right now. And I think that's where the goal is at the end of the day. We want to be a Sixers. We want to be a Scorchers in two or three years if we can because they're, they're obviously the benchmark in this in this competition. And um, for me, it is just about, you know, trying to give guys a bit of stability, a bit of guidance and a bit of clarity. And then from there, it's, you know, it's out of our control, really, what happens there on. So um, I obviously would have loved to play more at the start of the year. I didn't get to, but um, I am here now. So hopefully we can get a few wins. But credit to the guys. Yeah, they, they've been doing a lot of the good stuff. Credit to you too for that for that theory, you know the, those uh, philosophies. But it's so difficult this competition to have a, such a long vision, isn't it? Because you know I don't think you guys are going to be available that much next year. You, you know the Australian cricketers and and the international draft will be different again. It's it's a year by year proposition that you're trying to build long term vision for. There it is. Fortunately, I'm still I'm still around the group majority of the year beforehand, pre-season, uh, whatever it may be. Unfortunately, it, you know, I've missed a few games here and there, but I'm not really sure what's going on next year because um, there's obviously talk about reducing the games, maybe back down to 10. Um, what that means for the international players, I'm not really sure. Things are changing. It's, a, it's, a, it's an ever-changing landscape yeah. at the moment, but T20 can be fickle. Pretty much, if you're not a Sixers or Scorchers team, it's been a very fickle competition for you. Hey, we've got to look ahead. Uh just as a fan, cannot wait for the the Indian tour. And I, I reckon you'd be the same, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, I think all the boys are really, really excited for it. It's one of those tours where, I mean, it's so challenging. We've been there, so, we've been there so many times, and quite haven't haven't done the deed for about like twenty twenty years now, just about. Yeah, and, and I think if I'm looking back, and you know, I've been a part of a few Indian tours now. Um, and I'm looking at the teams and the teams we've sent over. I honestly believe this is the most stable, probably best team we've sent over there yet. You know, we've got guys like Steve Smith, um, uh, Manus, who's number one player in the world. We've got a really good bowling attack. Um, Heady scoring runs. Everyone's scoring yeah. runs and everyone's taking wickets. I don't actually think we've been in a position where we've sent over a team over the last two uh, series I've been to where we've actually been in such a good space. So, I mean... Balls in our court now, so it'll be very interesting to see. I'll tell you what, it'll be a great space if he can get Stark into that team as early as possible. My second test if he's going to miss the first. And Cameron Green, they're, they're, they're great inclusions compared to all those other squads that we've talked about before because a, a quality all-rounder and pace through the air, very important. Yeah, they're obviously a big part of our team. Greeny, quality all-rounder. Um, Fingers crossed, everything's tracking well. I think he'll be right for that first test match. Starkey, I'm not sure. I think it will depend on how he recovers. And he's always been massive for us in the subcontinent because he got air speed, but also because he can reverse swing the ball really well, um, and yep. which is very important for subcontinent. So um, I'm hoping Starkey already game one, but I don't know if you have any gots there, Heels, to help us out. Is, nah. How's he looking? No, nah, I haven't got nothing, mate. <laughs> 
Very distant family <laughs> member. <laughs> Nothing. What What about the transition, mate? Look, like you've just done the, the test match to T20 transition and, and now you go back to test cricket with without a whole lot of pre-match, which you quite like, pre-first test. Uh, will we Will we be better than India at doing that? I mean... They're playing one day as two at the moment. Yeah, a lot. Probably a bit more, yeah, yeah. They're probably closer to Test match cricket and T20s. Uh, yeah, it's, it's never easy. It's just it's just what it is now, Heels. I, I actually think it's probably harder to go from Test matches to T20 than it is to T20 back to Test matches. Yep. And I think everyone's slightly different in how they feel, but majority of guys feel the same way, I reckon. I mean, we've played so much Red Bull cricket this year. I played four Shield games and then five Test matches, and that was from the back half of the year to pretty much, that was in about a space of four months. So we played a lot of red ball cricket. Now we played a little bit of T20 cricket here now and then straight back into red ball cricket. I mean, I got asked yesterday why we weren't going a little bit earlier and yes. having a practice match. Every time we have a practice match, they give us green seamers and it's not really a practice match for us. It's, it's like getting ready for the Gabba, let alone getting ready for Nagpur. So yeah. um, we, we've, we've been pretty successful. We've we've got experience now, which is important. <clears throat> we don't have a young team we're sending over. We've got a lot of older heads going over, which have had experience, which who know their games, who know how to play. So I guess that part isn't too bad anymore. It is when you're a bit younger, I guess. Hey, uh, now we're getting very close to the 8.30 news, so we're going to have to let you go. But Hills will leave the hard-hitting questions to me. Well, As you've probably heard, Marnus talking about the Redlands Toasty <laughs> and the Plum Chicken <laughs> at the Adelaide Oval, etc. Uh, we've been asking our listeners about their best canteens. What is the Valley's Canteen like? The Valley's Canteen is not bad, but I, I do know there's a place, and it's a different code. There's a place called Barbecue Mafia up near Morningside. Then they're like a AFL ground. They're right on an AFL ground. They're open on the weekend. They are unbelievable. They do like slow cooked meats, briskets, um, you know, ribs, all that kind of stuff. And they do it all through the weekend. And it's funny, even when a game's not on, those guys are packed. But yeah, they're right okay. on the ground there, Morningside. So I think it's not, it's Morningside, it's around there, but Barbecue Mafia is what they call. They're unbelievable. Right oh, now. Brilliant there. This is a brand new tip. Hey, Thanks. You're always generous with your time. Hey, I really hey Aussie, good, good big match tonight too. The th- we want the Renegades probably to beat the Thunder, don't we? Uh, yeah, they're both kind of there. Yeah, I guess we'll pick Renegades with slightly higher. I don't really know. Yeah, they're on 12. That's all I, I know. To, yeah, I might have to give Chuck a call because we might, might, have to, might have to get Thunder to win so then they're sort of even. I actually don't know, man. It, it, it'll depend whether we want to actually finish fourth or fifth. We could still have a chance of finishing third. Okay. So it just depends. Fourth or but third. But we need to win all three. Yeah. Right. I'm getting greedy now, boys. I'm getting real greedy. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love that. We love One that. One ball at a time. <laughs> Uzi, thank you, mate. Always generous with your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Oz. All right. Cheers, guys. Bye.